Hey, welcome to Living Given. I'm Tanisha, and today I wanted to talk to you about what distraction is doing to our lives and our faith. I'll be getting into how obsessed as a culture I think we are with distracting ourselves from really examining our lives, thinking through the truth, and just being able to be fruitful with our time. I spent several days with no kids a couple of weeks ago, and it was different. I'm not used to being without them for so long. It took some time to get used to how quiet it was and to not having anywhere I absolutely had to be. But then I took advantage of the time. For some of it, I spent time with people. I went to the movies and dinner. I hung out with my older kids, stuff like that. But the rest of the time, I was alone and I just read books and did some writing. But it took a minute for my creativity to kick in. I didn't know what to do with all that time. I'm not used to being alone for long periods of time, and so, but I think even those of us who are used to being alone, we aren't necessarily used to being bored. And so most people don't know how boredom can move them to creation. Because as soon as we even feel the slightest tinge of boredom, what do we do? We silence it with our phones or some other form of tech or entertainment. We consume instead of producing. We don't just sit in it for a bit and allow our imagination, thoughts, and creativity to kick in. Our imaginations are what lead us to new ideas and discoveries. We don't come up with profound thoughts because we run to TikTok as soon as we have a chance and that just drowns out anything creative. We don't allow ourselves to let boredom lead us to more creative and intelligent activities either like reading, writing, experimenting, art. For example, In the past, bored kids would draw, create art, build something, pretend, play. You know, now they go play video games or get on their phones. For a while during COVID, um, I was letting my, my, to my two youngest sons get on video games like too much. And now, you know, we've put an end to that. They're they're over that and they're back to reading and trying new things. My 17-year-old is coding now and he's constantly coming to me to show me some of The things he's coded, like some new game or a form he's made or something he's programmed. And it's cool and it's it's encouraging me. Before the internet and 24-hour TV, adults who felt a little bored would pick up a book, knit some socks, work a puzzle, (laughs) write something, and so on. But there's always so much to entertain us that we actually get behind on entertainment. Like, I've had people tell me that they need to catch up on their shows because we have that much to watch now. I've had conversations with people who are trying to talk to me and watch TikTok at the same time. We are absolutely addicted. But of even more significance is the effect of constant diversion on our lives and souls. Boredom and solitude can lead us to spend more time with God, to consider what we're making of our lives, and to feel the weight of our mortality. Allowing ourselves to have downtime that we don't fill with the thoughts of others gives us minds that are quiet enough to really hear him. Maybe if we prayed, meditated on scripture, studied a passage from the Bible, read a book about God, etc., instead of getting on social media or watching a show, we'd find ourselves growing in our relationship with and knowledge of God more and more as time went on. Douglas Grotheis has said, Diversion consoles us in trivial ways, in the face of our miseries or perplexities. Yet paradoxically, it becomes the worst of our miseries because it hinders us from ruminating on and understanding our true condition. 
Thus, Pascal warns, it leads to imperceptibly, I'm sorry, it leads us imperceptibly to destruction. Why? If not for diversion, we would be bored and boredom would drive us to seek some more solid means of escape. But diversion passes our time and brings us imperceptibly to our death. Through the course of protracted stupefaction, we learn to become oblivious to our eventual oblivion. In so doing, we choke off the possibility of seeking real freedom. So basically, we're a culture obsessed with distracting ourselves because we don't want to deal with what's real. We don't want to think about how our lives have a deadline. We don't want to think of God and the heavier questions of the universe and eternity and truth. So we distract ourselves until gradually, little by little, we reach the end of our lives. If you listen to the first episode of my podcast, you, rem- you may remember that one of my goals in this podcast is to, di- is to dive into what the good life really consists of, what it really looks like. And I don't think it's about constant social media, TV, YouTube videos, and so on. I think it definitely includes quiet. It has to include time alone with God. There has to be room and mental space for the ability to hear what God is saying to us, through his word and our time in prayer. There must be space that isn't filled with entertainment and tech that leads us to wrestle with the truth, to imagine, create, serve, operate in our giftings, and so on. The good life isn't a life filled to the brim. In his phenomenal book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer speaks about what happens when we refuse to slow down and make space for quiet and time with God. One of those things he says is, quote, we turn to our escapes of choice. We run out of energy to do what's actually life-giving for our souls, say prayer. And instead we turn to the cheap fix, another glass of wine, a new show streaming online, our social media feeds, porn. And for those who will take the time for solitude and silence, he says that we will slow down, breathe, come back to the present, we start to feel. At first, we feel the whole gamut of human emotions, not just joy and gratitude and celebration and restfulness, but also sadness and doubt and anger and anxiety. Usually I feel all the lousy emotions first. That's just how it goes. We face the good, the bad, and the ugly in our own hearts. Our worry, our depression, our hope, our desire for God, our lack of desire for God, our sense of God's presence, our sense of his absence, our fantasies, our realities, all the lies we believe, the truth we come home to, our motivations, our addictions, the coping mechanisms we reach for just to make it through the week. All this is exposed and painfully so. But rather than leaking out on those we love most, it's exposed in the safe place of the Father's love and voice. So I encourage you to take some time each day to just avoid distracting yourself. No entertainment. Distraction is dulling your mind, killing your creativity, and weakening your faith. Just sit quietly in prayer and meditation on God and his word. Allow him to speak to your soul. Also take time each week, such as a Sabbath day, to disconnect and be with God, family, friends, and just relax. This is the good life. Thanks for listening. See you next time.